0: hi everyone welcome to the what i want to talk about podcast um where i invite people on to talk about their interests and passions and for today's episode i have a very special guest um vicky whom i've known for four years no five years probably hello hello yes this is vicky (laughs) um do you want to introduce yourself a little bit sure um
1: my name is Vicky. <laughs> we've yeah, I think we've known each other for 5 years. We met at Northeastern at
0: Apita Pita. which stands
1: for I forget. Asian
0: Pacific Islander Desi American. Yes, yes. Um,
1: so ever since I met Angela, I was like, "Oh, this girl's cool. I got to know her." And I forced her to be friends with me. And now here we are.
0: Yeah, I was actually very scared of Vicky. Um, <laughs> you
1: thought I was cool, and then you quickly realized that it's the opposite.
0: Honestly, that's kind of true. I thought you were really, really cool. And then,
1: <laughs> and then what happened?
0: No, you're still really cool. That's why you're on the podcast. Oh, but thanks. Yeah, no, so we'll talk more about our origin story, but... um. <laughs> Today our topic is going to be K-pop because that's actually something that we bonded over in the very beginning but um Whoa. I think we've had like a similar trajectory of our like fandom and like um con- like I don't know ideas about K-pop in general too. Yeah, I think so. I feel like we were
1: we all had our phases of like being really into it and then kind of stepping back and then you know and now I feel like we're at a similar place too. Mm-hmm. we like enjoy the music and we kind of dabble but we're not like super we're not at the height of our obsession
0: <laughs> say. yes exactly um <laughs> that is true so do you want to describe what k-pop is <laughs> to sure you may not know k-pop stands for korean pop <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. so there's korean pop i mean there's there's a lot of different types of korean music so like there's like korean r&b korean hip-hop but k-pop i guess stands for like the more like top pop sound like what you probably would think of like as a typical
0: k-pop song we'll talk about like all the misconceptions later and stuff like that too but that's pretty much um what surrounds... it's like a very big genre and like i think people don't realize how vast it is and yeah, it's true
1: yeah that's true like I feel like K-pop can sound like a hundred different things as well. So it's like you might hear like certain K-pop songs that are like mainstream at the time. Like, like everyone, I feel like everyone's heard of BTS and like at least one of their English songs. But that's just like one sound in K-pop. And there's there's so many different types of music out there.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. something for everyone. But yeah. <laughs> how how did you first get into k-pop or like when was your do you have like a first moment that you you know discovered it (laughs) um so back in middle school which
1: is like literally like a billion years ago 1995 Um, yeah wow Uh, 1996 okay um it so I was into like anime and Japanese music actually, and then I heard a Japanese song by a K-pop band called DBSK. Um, I don't even think or- I know this story. Okay. Oh, you don't? Really? I don't know. Yeah. Um, or they're called TVXQ like in- when they're working in Japan. But I really liked one of their songs, and so I listened to a lot of their Japanese songs because they're very active, um, in Japan. And then I realized that they're actually a Korean band. And so I started listening to their Korean songs and then I just went from there. That's where my uh, journey started.
0: (laughs) Oh, so it actually started with DBSK? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So they were your OG group?
1: Yeah. I'm like a, I'm an old, I'm an old K-pop fan. That way, what's the main member from that? Like the most famous one? Was there a more famous one? I feel like maybe Jae was the most famous one. Okay. but I also feel like back then there was less differentiation between like like I feel like now in k-pop it's very much like who's the visual who's like the main mm. vocal blah blah who's the dancer but like back then
0: it was less um okay categorical I guess yeah okay okay that makes sense yeah wow I just like haven't heard that name in so long
1: okay. I know they're kind of they're old <laughs>
0: no that's cool that's cool yeah I think like for me it was like I wasn't like ever into the Asian stuff before that um like I never watched anime or anything but it was like sophomore year of high school it was 2015 and I was on Instagram and then this like person I follow who's a dancer I was like still really into dancing at the time so I followed this dance account and she suddenly started posting these pictures of like these Asian guys. And I don't think, I don't even think I had a concept of what K pop was at the time. Um, cause like none of my friends really liked it, or one friend did, but she was pretty, she was like the only one and didn't really talk about it. And it was like these Asian guys dancing. And the first video that she posted to, t- to tell her followers to watch was BTS's War of Hormone, specifically oh. the real version. Oh, version where they're not like in their they're just like wearing normal clothes and like being kind of silly. Okay. And I was like, "Oh, is it the dance
1: practice version?" Sorry, yes,
0: yes, dance practice. Oh, okay. Yeah, real version. And then I was like, "Wait, these people are kind of cute and like <laughs> attractive, and then why are they like there are so many Asians here?" And then <laughs> And then they were like also pretty goofy too, you know, and silly and just like I guess maybe my conception of K-pop before was also just like really intense, you know, like really showy, but mm-hmm. that video kind of showed BTS as like pretty down to earth. So then I ended up uh, learning all their names and, uh, you know. <laughs> That's how that. it
1: starts. That's how it starts, yeah. And then at your first you're just like, oh, I just
0: want to know their names. <laughs> <laughs> and then you know their names without even trying. I know. And then
1: you recognize their voices and then... It gets to the point where like there's like these videos on youtube where it's like they'll show like one second of one part of their body i like, was just thinking about that. here and, like... <laughs> so, so bts was your first like your og yeah bts
0: was my first group their song at the time i think it was dope probably their comeback song so then like after tv xq I, I know them as TVXQ, I don't know why. How did you, like, descend into the chaos afterwards?
1: Uh, I was supremely obsessed with them. It was also, like, similar. It's, like, I liked anime, but also, like, it's the first time that I saw, like, Asian people in entertainment. And I was like, whoa, like, Asian people can be cool, too. <laughs> um I mean, I I think the only groups that I've been like really, really into were obvious like DBSK first and then BTS afterwards. But then that's when I started like listening to more K-pop and Korean music Mm. and then kind of went from there. So like now I also still listen to like a lot of Korean music, even though I'm not like super, super into like one specific group. And then I also started like I feel like K-pop also comes like hand in hand sometimes with like Korean dramas. Uh, (laughs) I started watching a lot of the k-dramas and then it was kind of just like I liked being able to see like Asians on screen basically like as like main characters or as actors or artists compared to American
0: artists Mm -hmm. like it's definitely like a change and it's like it feels like a whole different world you know the culture and like the way that the music is released and manufactured and stuff like that is so different and yeah kind of similarly I think I was like fully into BTS and at the time I like got like not my I had like two friends that were casually into it and then I just got like a whole group of people into it with me oh my so god you are the catalyst <laughs> maybe I was the catalyst to getting people like really deep into it oh gosh <laughs> yeah yeah so then we like went to k-con and concerts and spent money on albums and stuff like that. So I feel like I spent too much money on K-pop at the time, but but yeah, it was like at the, at the point I was like every day after school I would look look for, look forward to coming back home and like watching every single YouTube video that existed <laughs> on VPS and like and they give you a lot
1: of content like there's endless amounts
0: yeah no like i think k-pop is different because like um they're really really good at marketing and like providing content so that you kind of get to know these members as like people compared to i don't know like maybe i don't know i just thought of like one direction one direction also kind of did that but like yeah there's just so bts posted like shorts like two three five minute videos of them preparing for their concerts and stuff like that or doing funny little things and then they go on the countless shows and do like a ton of interviews and stuff like that and have so many photo shoots so it's just like there's always content coming and things for fans to like look forward to and absorb even if they're not putting out new music I guess um and then every time it's called like a comeback like they're like gearing up for their comeback it's like always such a huge deal with like countdowns and like trailers like 18 trailers and like sneak previews and stuff like that
1: yeah and then everyone's trying to dissect like the lore of the trailer and figure out like what connects where that's true it's like very I feel like k-pop is very good at keeping you engaged because like you said there's always new content and like with bts they were always releasing like vlogs like they were called like bombs so they would like bombs it bump some bombs it'll be like five minute (laughs) videos so like there's always new content and then you kind of feel like you're getting to know them individual as individuals. Um you get like a peek into their lives which to a certain degree is very nice but like also can yeah can cause some issues if you become too invested. (laughs) Invested which I feel like I kind of went through that I feel like everyone kind of goes through that phase where they go like a little bit too far (laughs) and then they come back to reality
0: (laughs) yeah at least we're not the what are those called Sussings, huh Sussings. who stalk Mm. the members in korea but no yeah i think like i think that's what like like bts is if you don't really know that much about kind of the industry overall bts is like the prime example of success i feel like in K-pop and that's what they did really really well to like globalize their music. I feel like compared to maybe some other groups, it's just my opinion, um that they made themselves like really accessible to their fans and like instead of trying to perfect their brand or like I don't know, like cuz in in K-pop with just the culture of everything everything needs to be really perfect like appearance-wise and like I don't know. I think They just put out a lot more, like, yeah, like what we said, like the bong bombs and, like, to kind of humanize themselves in some ways and make themselves seem more accessible. So Mm. I feel like that was a big part of their success and stuff. Mm. Yeah. Um, Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so kind of, like, what we were talking about, K-pop is, like, such a big industry, and I think it's really grown in popularity in recent years especially. So, like, how do you feel like it's, like, impacted you know like asian american culture um mm-hmm. kind of like its globalization and popularity as well and you know perception of your own culture as like chinese american too yeah
1: it's it's interesting like seeing because i feel like i've kind of witnessed like from when k-pop was like at least in the u.s like not that popular mm-hmm. um and like not mainstream and now like i've seen the transition into mainstream media and now like everyone like knows what k-pop is at least like they've heard it before mm-hmm. um I like growing up just being involved in like different types of asian entertainment like seeing watching k-dramas or like chinese dramas or listening to k-pop was felt kind of like my way of validating my own identity like like for the first time i was like oh like Asians might not fit into like American beauty standards, but like there are very, <laughs> there's like very beautiful Asian people too. Like, like there, there's ways to be attractive as an Asian as well. Mm-hmm. And like there's, I mean, there's issues with the whole beauty standard in Asia as well. But like, I feel like if I didn't have that as part of my life, I would not be able to feel as much like self confidence, mm-hmm. just like appearance wise growing up um so yeah and, and also like getting into k-dramas and then like I also watched some Chinese dramas and made me feel like more pride about my culture and that made me like interested in like Chinese culture as well and like thinking about my roots and like learning
0: Chinese yeah <laughs> no like I mean I think you brought up a point that I like hadn't really thought about with is like kind of validating myself and like that Asian people can be beautiful as well because yeah growing up honestly like the only Asian people I really just like thinking about it like saw were just like everyone around me and then like I'm thinking like I grew up with shows like Hannah Montana or like Wizards of Waverly Place or just like Disney Channel shows and like the occasional Asian character on like the guys always looked really like nerdy and like kind of I don't want to say weird, but like <laughs> the but weird. Wait, but weird. <laughs> um, which is a whole other thing, like Asian guys and like American media, but like the girls, I don't know, there's just like no characters. And so like I can only like, think of one character, like what's her name from Sweet Life. Brenda. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I don't remember her characters. I don't,
1: name. I don't even know her London? We know.
0: London.
1: Oh, was it? She was
0: okay. so dumb. <laughs> Sorry, maybe I'll edit that out. but <laughs> like
1: breaking Asian stereotypes. There's dumb Asians, too,
0: yeah, oh my God. Wow, sweet life. That's so true. I forgot about her. But then, like the way that they portrayed her was like, was very American, maybe. She's just like mm-hmm. it was, it was like, e- I
1: feel like there wasn't any part of her Asian identity. like, actually, I didn't watch the show that much, so actually, I don't know if this is true. But, like, mm-hmm. did you feel like there was any part of her that felt like even vaguely Asian? or was she just, like, an american person
0: yeah i'm really reaching back here but like <laughs> um yeah i mean she was like the daughter of the owner right or something like that but she no like i don't think they really showed any part of her asian identity she was just like kind of the rich spoiled girl who's maybe her parents were like really rich asians maybe is that a stereotype or something but
1: yeah i think so like the model more, minority
0: yeah. i guess yeah yeah, yeah. nothing about yeah that so yeah it's like very Asian American but it's like nice to see in K-pop kind of like um because I uh, I just like in general I describe, like I thought of myself more as like Chinese rather than like Chinese American growing up where I grew up because I like identified more with like going and visiting my grandparents in China and like learning Chinese and the Chinese dance but less with like boba culture and like what you would think of as like Chinese American maybe Mm -hmm so yeah it was like cool to see like asian like korean at least, like at least korean um representation too yeah in beauty and like yeah yeah exactly um and like i feel like that's that's like something i think about a lot how like k-pop has like really changed like um asian america overall even if it's like just korean too because like It's Korean pop music. It's not like Chinese pop music or Japanese. And like, Mm. neither of us are Korean either. Right. But like, what is like, how do you view kind of like that dynamic, I guess? Yeah, because
1: we start, I think with K pop comes like this interest in Korean culture. Mm. And then that kind of expands to like East Asian culture. So like, I feel like now, like, I mean, boba, like bubble tea is a thing, like Korean makeup um cosmetics um like food food. yeah Yeah, like that's all like being um i feel like it's more popular now in the u.s than it was before so it's i mean i feel like it's really nice to see that like that kind of interest in asian cultures increase um it's interesting because it's like if you can think about like bringing like asian food to School when you were young, (laughs) like you'd always be kind of like at least for me, there was kind of this sense of like embarrassment or like it would just be different from what you would see everyone else bringing. But now like everyone loves ramen and you know
0: yeah yeah yeah. barbecue and it's
1: it's so it's nice to see that. Um, I feel like sometimes it can be like a double-edged sword. So like there is this like increase in interest in east asian culture but at the same time like does that reflect into like increase in respect and like does that actually like make a impact on like how asians are treated in america like Mm -hmm. i don't i don't know if it the the reach goes that far
0: because i think there's a difference in there's like a k-pop culture Mm -hmm. um and then just like korean culture overall you know like yeah just like asian culture overall because k-pop culture is very specific too with like the music and stuff like that but it's like interesting because like a lot of my korean friends and like yeah i'm not korean so like i can't represent koreans but like it's like interesting because some koreans i meet they're just like not that into k-pop compared to some of like my non-asian friends who are like really into k-pop so it's like interesting to hear them talk about how like this is their music and like it's been with them their whole life and now it's like blown up so much, but they're being represented by like um I don't know, specific types of foods or like drinks. Um when I think there's like a layer below of just like just normal Korean Yeah, yeah, that's true. You know, like yeah. in especially beauty, like there's like a way that K pop idols idols are usually what they're called, like the stars or whatever, look like, um kind of like really pale skin or eyelids or <laughs> um like double eyelids double eyelids the way that their eyebrows look which is also not how a lot of normal asian people look east asian people look as well so
1: mm. yeah that's true it's like a very there's a very like superficial type of like there's an increase in is- an interest in like very superficial parts mm. of korean culture but not necessarily, like, representing, like, what an actual normal Korean person experiences. Because I also have a lot of Korean friends who, like, don't like K-pop as well. It's interesting Mm. to see, like, I feel like a lot of the people who are, like, super into it tend not to be Korean.
0: Yeah, which is, like, yeah, like, growing up, it was, like, um, a bunch of my Chinese friends, and we had, like, one Korean girl who was, like, already and then but then we were like so um like jealous that she spoke korean and (laughs) knew all the words and like could understand dramas and stuff like that so like that must be interesting because like yeah i think there's like an infatuation with korean people too in general Mm -hmm. just like Mm -hmm. if you're korean it means something right right yeah Um, the koreaboo phase (laughs) yeah (laughs) pretty cringe um
1: koreaboo is like when how would you define that it's like you're obsessed with korean culture but like not in a
0: in a good way not in a good in a very cringy excessive way are you googling that like, <laughs> <Define laughs> like a, a non-korean way? person who
1: is obsessed with korean culture
0: Oh, it's a non-Korean. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Non-Korean person. Uh, yeah. I don't think you could, you can't be Korean. and Yeah, be that's true.
1: <laughs> someone who is obsessed so much to denounce their own culture and call themselves Korean. That's Ooh. we're not all in all London. Okay.
0: yikes. Yeah.
1: I, I think it's about like, like taking one idea of like what a Korean person is and then like kind of generalizing it and like acting like that's like a representation for like the entire culture.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And like. I think there's like so many issues and like so many levels to unpack there, but like um, we don't want that to represent like K-pop fans though either, because I think K-pop has so much to offer and I think it's often overshadowed by like the infatuation and just like the excess, like the girls screaming, you know, that image. Right, um, right. Yeah. Whereas there's, there's a lot to take away from the culture. And, and like, I think also like, growing up Chinese I think it's interesting to think about how like Chinese culture because Chinese culture is actually very it's like pretty it's like still East Asian from Korea sorry Chinese China's still in East Asia but like it's very I think it's pretty different from Korean culture and like kind of being like lumped together as well Mm -hmm. Um, or even like southeast asian friends just like like i don't know i think i feel like asia has like kind of been been represented by korea in some ways, right
1: because korea is is like very in the forefront of like entertainment of like what people see so you don't see as much of the other types of like you don't see much of like chinese culture in like mainstream media mm-hmm. because there's nothing that they're like
0: right and like I think yeah exactly and like I think when I was like getting into it um obviously like China is a lot <laughs> just in general I'm just gonna say that but like it made me like there was like kind of my Korea buffet there was a part of me that like wished I was like Korean instead of Chinese mm-hmm. because I wish that I could be a part of this like maybe more progressive or like really cool and interesting culture versus like China was just, like, I did I just didn't see a lot of, like, Chinese culture and mainstream media mm-hmm. in America, and so, like, yeah, that was, like, interesting to think about and handle. Yeah. With.
1: I think I also, I also went through that when I was, like, middle school because, I mean, I think with being Chinese-American, there's, like, a lot of, at least for me, there was, like, a lot of shame there just because, like, in certain ways, I wasn't Chinese enough for my parents and then there are certain ways when I'm not American enough um so it's like I think I went through this phase of like wanting to like distance myself from it or not being interested in it at all and so like seeing like getting into like Korean pop and dramas I was like oh like this is like I'm actually interested in this like I wish that I was part of that but Mm. i think and especially like as a younger like teenager like it's an interesting thing to like work through but especially when you get i think as you get older you kind of learn how to differentiate between the two and now like i don't feel like this i don't feel like i would never say like oh like i'd rather be like i want to be korean versus like chinese like i feel like yeah i can differentiate between like my interest in in certain korean things and like my own culture and my own like background
0: Mm -hmm. yeah oh that's like great to hear and i think like (laughs) that was like really well said and kind of made my journey like make more sense to me as well Mm -hmm. right now so yeah yeah like yeah separating kind of this interest but like also contribute helping it like contribute to your like a bit of your identity as well Mm -hmm. or like understanding of that
1: yeah what do you think about like so I know I did mention like how seeing like these beautiful Korean people on screen like kind of help validate my own insecurities or like being able to see that Asians can be like attractive or cool or blah 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 like what do you feel about, like, the negative side of K-pop beauty standards and, like, how that impacted your own self-image?
0: Yeah, the K-pop industry definitely has a lot of, like, issues and, um, yeah, beauty image overall. Um, kind of like we mentioned earlier, just, like, the way that skin and face and eyes and... Um, I'm actually thinking about it because I don't know how much I was really influenced by Korean beauty standards Um, because there's a lot of like colorism associated with like needing to have pale skin because if you're more pale that means like I guess in China like in Asia East Asia um, you weren't working outside a lot which means you were like wealthier so it was it's better to have pale skin in East Asia and um like eyebrows and stuff like that like so i don't think i was really impacted by that for some reason because i don't think i wanted to have pale skin growing up and i never did want of my eyebrows to look so like asian eyebrows are like usually more straight versus like arched mm-hmm. um in western cultures but i think definitely the part that did impact me was like kind of the um weight aspect of it so like like, female idols need to maintain, like, a certain weight, and, like, they're, like, extremely skinny, Um, if you, like, look at them, and there's, like, so many idols with, like, eating disorders and things like that, and um, I think, like, yeah, that made me want to be skinnier and want to look like that. Yeah, so (laughs) I
1: I also, like, the weight part of things definitely I can relate to, and I I feel like something that's a little bit scary about the k-pop industry is just how strict maintaining a body image, like a certain type of body image is. So like even if you if an idol like gains like a few pounds, then like netizens or like the public will like destroy them. Mm. Like there's no like wiggle room. there's no place yeah. for someone who looks different than like what is considered beautiful. I think there's certain idols who are definitely like helping with pushing boundaries and they, they've had to kind of struggle through making a name from themselves. So I think things are slowly changing. Like if you think of like Kwasa, mm-hmm. Ramamu, like she's just like, a very curvy girl. It's like, she's curvy, but like to an extent, like I think Kwasa is pushing boundaries, um, but that there's still a lot of, like there's still a lot of room to for improvement um Mm -hmm. but like I think idols are kind of slowly changing the perception of body image in the industry but it's still in certain ways behind like a lot of uh, like entertainment in, in other countries
0: oh yeah like um I remember like specific tweets or something like that of people like um, like on Twitter, like zooming into some like person's like thighs and being like comparing them with like some their thighs before and being yeah. like they like grew and mm-hmm. or like their um their thighs are bigger. and like everyone's just like freaking out about that. And like the toxicity of like, yeah, I don't like, I don't know where, like, like the fans, I don't know where like this the fans come from, but there's a lot of toxicity in the fans and I think that's like progressing as well in some ways and I think Mm -hmm. a lot of them speaking out about their like eating disorders and stuff like that is really like idols being able to um speak out for themselves Mm -hmm. too has made a difference
1: but I think yeah one of the things that I just I don't like about the k-pop industry is I feel like there's this and it's I feel like it's not as present in like american entertainment or music it's like this sense of ownership that fans have over the Mm -hmm. idol and also like i feel like because the idols are under these companies there's certain things that they can and cannot say so like like an american artist i feel could defend themselves against something like if something happened like they they can say like whatever they want but for certain korean idols like if there's any like flashback or or like a con- like a controversy on what's happening like like they can't speak out about it mm-hmm. um and it's like directly controlled by the company so like in certain ways they have to just deal with the fact that like people feel like fans feel like they have the right to talk about their bodies or talk about their weight or basically like criticize them for things that like you shouldn't be saying about anyone
0: mm-hmm. um yeah that totally makes sense um <laughs> with the controlling over the bodies and stuff like that and i'm trying to think like is that because of the way that the idols are marketed to with how like um fans think um yeah because of the excessive marketing and exposure of their like personal lives like Like, BTS filmed stuff in their, like, home and, like, showed their closets, their entire house and stuff like that. And, like, making fans think that they can be, like, a part of their lives. Mm -hmm. Kind of, like, humanizing them, but also maybe even, like, objectifying them. Like, you develop this parasocial relationship with Mm
1: them. Mm -hmm. But... And in certain ways, like because of that, because you feel like you get to know them more, you've certain people, certain fans feel like they have this like entitlement over who they date or like like yeah. how how they look or how they act. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's like the dating whole part of it is like a whole nother thing with K pop. Like there's been cases where like an idol being caught dating, like basically gets them kicked out of mm-hmm. their group or out of the industry. Um, and I think that's slowly changing as well a little bit because there are some like prominent idols who have come out um, and saying that they're dating and like it's been like a little bit better than in previous years. But it's still like, I feel like the vast majority of idols like would not, like their dating life will will be like 100% private because otherwise like fans would, certain fans would not be okay with it
0: yeah no totally and like I mean you mentioning like how it's a little bit better I think my one of my favorite k-pop couples is Don is that his name Don Don. and Kiana yeah Don (laughs) that's who I was thinking of and Kiana like Don I'm not sure why but Don left the group um and started dating Kiana who's like a really really popular star whatever but then they started like doing their own thing and they're really cute and i like like that they did what they wanted yeah i don't know like if crush they're...
1: and joy just
0: came out oh i didn't know that yeah, okay yeah. oh maybe i did know that but yeah also like not like so many cases i'm sure we don't know of, of like people idols having to and like the even just besides body image like just image overall of like i think they're like is such an image of like purity and like just yeah like untaintedness overall that like companies want them to keep and one reason why BTS did is like did so well is because of their like lack of controversy and stuff like that and I'm sure like their company had a lot to do of like the control over the group that like none of us as fans know about um because do you know of any of them being in relationships like you mean controversy, like, in terms of relationships? I guess so, yeah. No,
1: no. There's never been anything that's come out.
0: Yeah. And, like, I only know... I if, think like... that's the case for most idols, right? That's true, yeah. I guess. I don't know, yeah. But then if there is, like, one controversy, they're, like, suddenly, like, isolated from the group or, like, shut out and, like, the company just, like, doesn't talk to them, talk about <laughs> them or something like that.
1: Yeah. Like, like the... the the Korean public is a harsh judge. <laughs> and it's in certain ways, it's like guilty before proven in, innocent.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And
1: you know, like how with the bullying scandals, it's like mm. you can't come back from that. Like, even if it's not true, like you can't.
0: Sorry, what bullying scandals? Oh, like like there was
1: a bullying scandal with one of the new newest members in this group called La Seraphim. Oh. And like, she got kicked out. I, regardless of whether it was, i mean it could be true it could be false but there was just like there was so much hate for her from the public that like they couldn't keep oh, her in. like see. i think in a certain ways it's protecting her because she would be destroyed
0: mm-hmm. but there's yeah, just okay. like, no yeah i mean it, make, it makes me curious how like i think we're also speaking about this from like America too and like being a little bit removed from the discourse maybe Mm -hmm. or like I remember I was like way more invested in all the news and like everything that like every tiny little piece that came out I feel like now
1: it's just like we hear something we're like oh that's crazy
0: yeah yeah. (laughs) or even like I remember like one of my friends went to Korea for a summer and then she met a bunch of Korean people and they like knew all the inside gossip about like oh you told me about this I think yeah who like someone was secretly dating or something like that so i just like i think overall there's just like so much more going on than we as fans like know or understand and exactly but like fans like to think that they know everything that's going on Mm -hmm. um and i think like along those lines too besides beauty again um like mental health um, even in Asian cultures overall is like extremely stigmatized and I think that plays out you can see that play out in Korean pop music and the idols and stuff like that too mm-hmm. um,
1: I can't imagine like being under that much pressure and being under the public eye and having people being so like open about commenting about your life and like being not being able to talk about like the impact of that Mm. and just like holding it all inside and I feel like that's manifested in a lot of like really sad ways yeah past yeah and that's definitely not something that's just like in Korea like you mentioned like I feel like there's a similar (laughs) sense in in China and that's like even in our own lives I feel like the way that Chinese people view mental health and therapy.
0: And therapy. Yeah. Therapy
1: doesn't exist.
0: Right. No, totally. And like, I think I mean, like, as a lot of people don't see the impact until it's with someone like famous, maybe, or something like that. And so when you see it with like K-pop idols and people speaking out on like kind of like the horrific things that they had to go through. Um, even thinking about like now because it's such become such a big industry that the way that they like get new groups and idols and like thinking about shows like produce one one that's a very dated one but there's like newer shows yeah yeah where they have like a hundred people go on a show I have never watched any maybe you want to talk about that like, I don't think I know anything. I have
1: also never watched it okay. they have like a hundred people go on a show and they're voted on every episode whether they stay or go.
0: And, like, every facet of their, like, singing, dancing, rapping, beauty. And the goal is to become, like, make it into a final K-pop group in the end. And, yeah, just kind of, like, treat it as, like, machines or, like, cogs that are, like, needing to perfect, like, all these, like, little things that these huge companies want them to do. Mm -hmm. Um, Everyone's getting
1: younger and younger, too.
0: Yeah, kids are, like, starting this at, like... Fourteen. i don't know what crazy but obviously you can see how like that impacts that would have an impact on their mental health and it's played itself out in like really really sad ways that i guess we won't mention but i don't know i think bts has spoken out about mental health a little bit and definitely anyone else
1: like (laughs) but i almost feel like bts has like they've almost because they're so big they've been able to almost there's certain ways that they don't have to play the game anymore like they don't have to play in the industry anymore because they've already been so successful so like Mm -hmm. in the past they've had so many struggles with it but um with the industry but like now they have like a voice and they can speak out about certain things that other idols who are aren't as successful won't be able to talk about.
0: Yeah, that's a really good point. Like when you talk about like the globalization of K-pop, like BTS, Blackpink, and a lot of different groups, like you think about as popular in like cult in countries outside of Korea, but there's a lot, there's like so, so, so many groups and idols and um still try to make a name for themselves that yeah, don't can't can't speak and have to just like play the game like play the system um Mm -hmm. to try to get there and yeah it's really sad
1: yeah and i think bts so in certain ways they don't have to play the game in korea because they've made a name from themselves and they have more freedom in the way that they and more freedom as artists but i think it's interesting to see like because of how popular BTS has become, how American media or like how they're perceived outside of their home country. um, I feel like there's still a lot of barriers for them in terms of like proving themselves or gaining respect as global artists because they come from K-pop.
0: Um, yeah. yeah. That's a really really good point. Like how do you think you've seen BTS like struggle with that or like at least try to prove themselves or make a name for themselves like um by going up because I think when we you got into K-pop before me but like I think we've both seen kind of them become like like their first like Billboard Top 100 chart and then like them like be like audience members at like the AMAs or something or like or the Grammys. Grammys, yeah, I don't remember. Like, just, mm-hmm. like, the like, gradual descent of them, like, gaining more rec- recognition. Like, Yeah, how have you seen that, like, evolve or whatever?
1: It's interesting because I feel like, at least in their collaborations, they've managed to make really good connections with certain American artists that are, like, genuine. Mm-hmm. And there's, like, this mutual respect between them. At least that's been shown to us. So, like, their their friendship with, like, Halsey and... Um, like J-Hope and Becky G, who else is there? Um, Charlie Puth. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like certain American artists have been pretty out, a Coldplay, they've been like really outspoken about like how talented they are and how, how much respect they have for them as artists. But at the same time, I feel like that hasn't necessarily bled into like general media's perception of them. Like, in certain ways, I think that they think of them as some, kind of like this, like, show pony. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. look, like, here's the popular band from, there's, like, a K-pop boy band. Like, we'll put them on Good Morning America. We'll bring them on this talk show. Yeah, um, We'll let them perform at the Grammys. But, like, we're not going to give them a Grammy, like, obviously. Because mm-hmm. I feel like that in certain ways, there's, there's like, this gatekeeping that's happening with
0: bts because they're a korean pop group i remember like when they were first doing like their first interviews with like on ellen or like yeah like on like red carpets and stuff like that um because of the language barrier too i think that's a huge thing like bts has seven members but only one of them rm can speak english and um you know the interviews can only go so far, I guess. If like you have like a person who only speaks English interviewing them, and I remember like watching some of those initial ones and actually like cringing kind of because BTS could only like say kind of platitudes or just they would be like, "Oh yeah, I love you, Army," or "We are so thankful to be here," or like, "Um, yeah, we're like, thankful." Who's your
1: celebrity crush?
0: Who's your celebrity crush? Like literally, <laughs> who would like- you
1: like to collaborate with? <laughs>
0: Yeah, literally yes. Just the most generic questions that they ask every single time, and it's like all centered around like, how how's your time in America? You know, like mm-hmm. what American artists do you like? And you know, like well, having watched like their interviews in Korea, where they get to express themselves so much more, and like, um, kind of like exactly what you said. They're just like show ponies, and um, it's like hard. It's like hard not hard it's like sad to see them not be able to yeah like like America kind of create this perception of what they want BTS to be like right almost yeah which isn't necessarily representative of like who they are um in Korea either or whatever and
1: yeah, it's interesting it's I feel like America is always thought of as the final frontier like even before like before the BTS wave like I remember like dbsk like there's a lot of drama there but basically they split into two groups because of a lawsuit and afterwards one one group that had three members in it called jyj like (laughs) like, they made this like american song (laughs) um i forget did it have like kanye west in it some popular rapper and they were trying to kind of like break into the industry almost. And it just felt like very disingenuous in a way. Like it was like, they felt like they needed in order to like prove themselves or to gain a new audience, they needed to do that. But like, at least from my point of view, like there's no need to prove yourself or even like go on these talk show hosts or talk shows in America just to, like, prove that you're a legitimate artist. Mm -hmm. Like, I know they might have a different perspective if, like, they're trying to gain more fans or something like that. But at least for me, it's just, like, a little bit sad to see, like, like, I know that BTS has so much to offer and that they're, like, so talented. But in certain ways, they have to, like, like, it's sad to see them come to America and, and be put into this, like, this box of, like, just a korean pop band but mm-hmm. in reality they're like one of the biggest artists in like the world.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, I don't think people in America understand like how big they are in like every single country. Yeah, the way that BTS made their name, I feel like I was trying to think about that was like I feel like it was like more natural. I, I honestly don't even know how they started to make their name in America, but um like what did it start with i don't even i
1: just feel like it's it felt so gradual it was like it was very gradual i remember like they You didn't you go to the red bullet no you went to wings right the wings tour yeah
0: yeah yeah. it was very gradual and like it was it wasn't it wasn't forced like it was pretty natural like but, it's
1: not like it came out with like american song, like english songs or whatever No. They just, like, had the music that they made and then it just became popular.
0: Yeah, they started doing, like, small tours in America and then, like, yeah, became bigger. Or, like, in Europe or something like that. Right, right. Um, Like, I feel like it
1: wasn't, like, their popularity in America just grew naturally with their popularity in, like, all different countries.
0: Yeah. Like,
1: targeted or anything like that.
0: Right, yeah. Versus what you mentioned with DBSK and then, like, I know some other artists where yeah they come they're kind of coming out with like English only songs and it, and like you can kind of tell the tone the I don't know the sound of the song is a little different um too. like it's not their normal sound and it yeah like it makes me sad that I feel like they're trying to westernize
1: mm-hmm. um,
0: their music or their image or something like that just to like artificially insert themselves which is like like totally understandable for like the industry and like but it's -hmm. just like sad to see the westernization like the ideal like supposed ideal of that and
1: yeah because i feel like k-pop is such a unique sound it's like Mm -hmm. i mean there's a reason that i like that people like it it's like i feel like it doesn't have to be like poppy american music it can be its own thing and that and that's why we like k-pop so much
0: yeah i don't know to kind of segue like kind of saying all the things that like i love about k-pop and the reasons why i found it so like different was one because of like the style of music like incorporating rap into a lot of um into like all songs honestly like every group has like you know like a rap like rappers and singers and dancers and stuff like that so like they try to incorporate that into like the entire song so there's a lot going on sometimes but like i loved like that part and like i think most of all like the dance so i think like um a lot of like most songs that they do have like a choreography that goes with it and that's like what really impressed me i'm like if you think about some american artists when they perform sometimes they're just like standing there but um k-pop artists are literally like working so hard and like dancing these like incredible dances while like singing at the same time and you even see like American artists now like trying to like better their choreography um but yeah um I think dance is like one of the reasons why Vicky and I bonded as well um yeah I feel like
1: k-pop has been like a has generated interest in dancing for a lot of people so I feel like a lot of people like, get into k-pop dance and then they start just like doing all different types of dance um and that's kind of how i got into it as well just like k-pop has the best dance songs like you know, like a hundred percent like i feel like there's no other genre that can make me bust a move yes <laughs>
0: um and don't let Becky tell you oh my god anything else Stop. but she's such an underrated dancer and like literally so good and I like cannot handle it okay. um, do
1: we want to talk about Angela's
0: dancing past? no
1: like Angela's literally she's basically a
0: k-pop star like let's be real <laughs> no they're just like no, no 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 like if you've seen my dance covers just like that's like nothing like Vicky is just like 10 times better than that. Like uh,
1: But we okay, we both have so much fun doing it. Yes. And <laughs> yeah, it's and also I feel like we also like not just K-pop dance, but like I feel like it kind of got us into like hip hop dancing. Mm-hmm. Or that's like the style like we like to watch. Mm-hmm. Um so like I I would love to dance to non-K-pop songs when I'm, when I'm good enough, <laughs> like as I get better, like it, yeah. it's been, it's it's like opened this door to different types of dancing.
0: Right. Like, I think one thing that's nice about like K-pop dancing first is that it's like very accessible to like anyone. Um, like if you wanted to learn a dance, there's like plenty of tutorials on YouTube that like breaks down, like move by move. So like, if you've never danced in your life, you can learn one of BTS's dances and like dance along with them and then like Vicky said it kind of like opens you up to like a world of dancing and all the studios and choreographers Mm -hmm. um like from around the world and um like like most k-pop dances are like choreographed by like these choreographers that are like really cool but like um kind of like learning more about those specifically and like yeah, the people behind all the dances has been, like, really, fun. Yeah, definitely. Um, And there's,
1: like, nothing quite, like, dancing to a K-pop song.
0: Like, I think there's, I think, like, knowing a dance, like, helps you engage with the music in a different way. um, Definitely,
1: definitely.
0: Besides just, like, listening to it. I feel like there's certain songs where without the
1: dance, I was, like, eh. But then, like, if the dance is so good, Mm -hmm. then you just, like, it just, like, makes it so much better. Mm -hmm. Um just like visualizing it in your head too
0: yeah no exactly so do you have like a favorite dance or a few favorite dances whether it's k-pop or k-pop related well recently
1: i haven't learned this but this is a recent song that i really liked tomorrow by together good boy gone bad have you seen that
0: oh i think i have
1: but i just like i don't i can't remember it right now I really like that dance um very cool and then anything that lisa releases
0: obviously like vicky got me obsessed with her cover of craven and i like legit watch it every week I <laughs> appreciate her yeah. but lisa from blackpink yes. is
1: like i think one of the best dancers in k-pop and she like releases these like different dance covers that are literally amazing Mm -hmm. Um,
0: I think it's cool to see like um, like all the idols like learn their groups dances obviously but then sometimes they'll post covers of like whatever they want to learn and it's it's cool to see them in their own interests and like Mm -hmm. doing what they want to do you know um, Mm -hmm. out of their own thing but yeah Yeah, TXT dances look so hard, but (laughs) and I know (laughs) NCT's dances. But um, I was thinking about like my favorite idol dancer. Do you Um, have
1: a favorite? Do you have a favorite idol dancer,
0: Angela? I just like forgot his name. The guy from Shiny. Taman. Taman, yes. Like I think before. Taman used to be like one of my favorite dancers because he's like really like artistic. I don't see. I don't even know that much about dance, but like you think you do after watching all these things. Like, <laughs> you're like, now I'm an expert. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's just like really artistic, styled, and like versus like, um, really sharp and stuff like that. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: No, no, I I get what you're saying. It's I like you like, mean exactly, exactly, like. Does T-Man have any training in
0: contemporary dancing? I don't even know, but I, think I always just like associated him as the dancer of Shiny. So, mm. um, I mean, he's, he's been
1: amazing as a solo artist.
0: Yeah, and Kai,
1: <laughs> from dude, all, they're also good. And Yeji from ITZY.
0: Mm. Yeah, I like, yeah, I don't even like, how are these people so talented? I don't think we really don't know.
1: know. Like, I think I feel like the standards are already so high Mm -hmm. that if you're going to debut and be successful, like you really have to be like, like God level of talent. Like,
0: I know, like you need to be able to sing, you need to be able to dance, like everyone needs to be able to dance, first of all. And then you need to be able to, like, do something else. Like, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I uh-huh. sometimes, like, the singing and rapping is, like, secondary or something like that. It's, like, there's, like, so many things that you need Yeah. as an idol. And, like, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I don't know. Sorry, it won't make me mention my, the one BTS member that I think is. Oh, my God. <laughs> Say <Same> his name. <laughs> no
1: well that's I'm what's sorry. good though I think about being in a group too sorry? It's that that's what's good about being in a group is that you're you can be strong in certain areas and then together like you're like good at yeah. everything I mean it's not to say that like I feel like just because there's certain roles that they play doesn't mean that like that diminishes the, how talented they are because i feel like certain in certain ways like people think like oh it's just like a pretty face mm-hmm. um but that is has to be like the opposite of the truth because everyone has a pretty face these days and now like you just gotta you gotta be good <laughs> right like the standard has just been raised so much exactly um it's like in bts like you have the people who are like Amazing at dancing, and then Shuga, who's who can produce anything on the planet. J
0: Hope, we'll just show appreciation to BTS, yeah, and J Hope, who dances, RM raps and does literally everything. Leader produces and writes and
1: does, and he's literally the best person and who's ever existed.
0: <laughs> what <to laughs> <say? laughs> <laughs> well, did that? Happen? No, just kidding. Um. Jimin V, Jungkook, the three of them, they're like the younger ones, but they're like all really talented in singing. And, um, and then, oh, yeah, who's the last member that we forgot to mention? Oh, my God.
1: <laughs> and Jin, who's apparently everyone loves.
0: Like, apparently, he's like, Mr. Worldwide. He's friends with everyone. Oh, yeah, no, Jin is really underrated, too. But even though I don't really appreciate him enough, what Um, dances
1: do you want to learn angela or what like what dances do you like and what do you want to learn
0: i don't know it's hard to like no i don't know yeah i think i like the dance first if i like like the song remotely like i think i have to like the song a little bit um but the dances i really like i've learned pretty much like i feel like i've learned all of wasa's dances and then Mm -mm. like mamamoo's dances because i think they're also like easier and so um easier to learn but um vicky and i at some point may do a collab cover of lisa's craven or what was the other one boom 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 oh yeah a beatbox by txt is it txt no No. sorry nct dream (laughs) my bad (laughs) beatbox by nct dream check that that's a fun summer song um any other yeah just a good good dances for our listeners to check out i think um one that we always meme is nct's kick it (laughs) it's a fun one yeah so there's just a lot a lot of options out there to look at
1: (laughs) seriously there's something for everyone for real for
0: real do you want to shout out some of your favorite K-pop cover artists? Oh, uh,
1: Ellen and Brian Avi Yissa Lee, mm. Lisa Ree.
0: <laughs>
1: Um Shout out to our hometown in Boston. There's this a Hush Crew. Hush Crew, yeah. I always watch their covers, and I like seeing recognizing the places that they mm-hmm. record. Um. There's this girl called Big brain oh b-i-g-b-r capital i-n or something like that but she's like she is so so good i think she's based in australia
0: Mm, mm -hmm. um i want to shout out full to est i think it's actually supposed to be forest but that's how i remember his handle whatever (laughs) and he's very good and like we were talking about how sometimes it's like when we wanted to learn it's like easier to look at like a K-pop cover to help us learn rather than the original artist because they're just like too good. So we need. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and they're too good. So it's like you can't even understand how to make the move. Yeah. <laughs> like you need to watch a bunch of people interpret it and then choose the one that's easiest to do.
0: <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Learning it is a whole other thing, which is like a fun experience as well. Maybe we'll host some dance workshops too. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Vicky can host it and then she's already hosted so many of them. So Oh my goodness. <laughs> What's your process for learning a dance? I am really like so so I mentioned there's like tutorials and there's a lot of like full-length tutorials that people will make, which is like really impressive. So if you go on YouTube, they're gonna be like an hour, an hour and a half long where they break down the dance from like start to finish. So I'm like, kind of, it takes me a long time to learn a dance if I don't have a tutorial. So that means like you take the original, you like slow it down to like even 25, 50% and like break down one move. You look at their legs first to see what their legs are doing. And then you look at their arms and then you try to m- mimic that and, um or just like see what the tutorial teaches you. And I think what the hardest part for me is like the mental aspect of remembering the moves because you realize there's one part about like making the moves look good, but then you just like forget it all. If you don't, you forget the sequence and the order with the song and the timing even. And so rehearsing it over and over and over again. So you really have to dedicate like a few hours um at a time to even learning like 20 seconds of a dance. So... Especially because, because we're, you know,
1: we're we're uh, amateurs. amateurs, so it's hard. It can be really difficult. Yeah. Sometimes all you to what you need to do is just sleep.
0: That's true. On it, sleep then, on it, and then you remember it. What is your uh, process?
1: Very 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 similar.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'll I'll watch a dance
1: like a billion times, basically. Mm, yeah, yeah. Just like full speed, I'll just watch it, watch it, watch it, watch it, watch it until I can visualize like the moves that helps me memorize it Mm -hmm. and i love watching tutorials because i'm bad at like just looking at the video so i forgot Mm -hmm. to shout her out her name is leah L E A. she makes like she literally will learn the entire dance and there'll be an an hour and 30 minutes of a tutorial and she's very good at breaking things down Mm -hmm. i like watching her um so then it's just like slow going through everything and putting it together And then I feel like what I'm worst at is, like, the transition moves. Mm. Like, where it's, like, I know how to do each move, but, like, putting them together so they flow is, like, I'm so very bad at that, so.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's, like, so many, like, tiny parts of learning an entire dance that, like, you just don't think about um, that make it, like, so much harder to perfect. Like, the angles of, like... First, there's, like, the mental aspect, but then the angle of, like, all your movements and, like, yeah. if you want to make it look, look good. Like, oh. the, f-
1: the fact that I don't have any muscles probably doesn't help.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, And
1: yeah, it's, like, but- so
0: tiring, mm-hmm. too, to think about, like, if you do a dance from start to finish, by the end, you have, like, no energy. Um, Maybe that's just me and my stamina. No, no, no. That's
1: me. That's me, too. That's me, too. <laughs> yeah. That's why I don't like learning entire dances. I'll just learn like a chorus.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I didn't give up without perfecting it. (laughs) Anyone can learn like whatever they want, how much yeah, there's there's like so many choruses that that I've learned once and then forgotten the next day because I like didn't really. Did I actually learn it? But it was fun, you know?
1: But it was fun, yeah. It's all and you know, I don't have any expectations. I'm just
0: doing (laughs) yeah doing it for fun yeah exactly
1: that's the best way to live life
0: (laughs) yes exactly just uh doing whatever and
1: forgetting about it the next day
0: forgetting about it the next day exactly yeah i guess to wrap things up um for anyone listening whether you like k-pop a little bit like it a lot or don't know anything about it like how would you recommend them you know to like what would you recommend them to check out or like how to how to get into k-pop
1: i think it really will depend on like what type of music you like
0: i i think because based on the type of music like k-pop as we mentioned is like pretty poppy but there's also another misconception that like it's just k-pop but the reality is that there's like so many different genres so if you're into like k-hip-hop or R&B or ballads um, or folk music I think there's something for you and I think Vicky has is the one to ask for all of these types of <laughs> more indie artists uh,
1: I feel like so I feel like R&B I mean Crush is very good mm. um, I guess one song would be he has a song called
0: Napa N-A-P-P-A. Like the cabbage. Yeah. Oh. See, I didn't even know that. I don't know that song. Very
1: good uh summer song.
0: For hip-hop, I think this is not really um this is pretty mainstream, but I really like Zico. Ooh, yes.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Zico, J Park. J Park. Basically everyone in higher music. Hoodie. Mm. Hoodie is great.
0: Oh, I want to shout out, um, so this is Chinese music, actually, but I, my family's from Chengdu, Sichuan, China, and I learned that Higher Brother, I, I already knew this, but I dug deeper, and that Higher Brothers, the rap group, is from Chengdu, and they have a lot of, sometimes they rap in the dialect that my family speaks, so it's oh, pretty good. But yeah, <laughs> is there a particular song? You know, I, I have not listened to them enough to really <laughs> identify one song. But I watched a few videos on them, so yeah. There's also,
1: so I'd recommend Crush Napa. I would, there's a artist called G Soul. Mm-hmm. It's a very good song called Bad Habit. Mm-hmm. Good one. And then if for like a more K like poppy song txt good boy bad good boy gone bad (laughs) a good one that i listened to recently it's Um, hard
0: to make recommendations because there's like so much i know
1: (laughs) i really i honestly feel like there's just i mean it's just it's just like with american music like it's hard to make a recommendation because like i don't know what what you like it just depends on what the person likes listening to
0: Mm -hmm. so like if you're truly interested yeah just like go on spotify take a deep dive yourself and, um, or um, you can ask one of us and we have so many playlists. I have, I have a bunch of playlists that I've made for people, you know, just to get into it. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, there's, or Spotify playlists too. So
1: yeah. Oh, and there's tons of good playlists on YouTube too. Just mm-hmm. like whatever you like, KR and B playlist. I mm-hmm. learned like a lot of new songs that are like more, less popular artists that way mm, yeah definitely like a k-pop 2022 playlist or
0: yeah 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 ultimately I think like k-pop is something that has opened my eyes to a lot of things and I have really appreciated like getting into and being familiar with the industry even like the ups and downs of like learning about myself and my own identity and like also just getting to listen to good music too and meeting so many, like, people because of it as well, I think, like, even now, if, even if I, like, am not that into K-pop, like, if someone else likes K-pop, there's just, like, a mutual connection there, and, like, (laughs) I still know a little bit to, like, have a conversation, so.
1: Yeah, that's that's something, because, like, when I, I recently, recently, as in, like, a year ago, moved, Mm -hmm. um, and I feel like that's something that's helped with, like, making friends, too, like, a very common interest, and then it kind of goes from there, Mm-hmm. but yeah just I think first and foremost it's just so much fun like there's yeah. good music good dances good community if you know where to find it
0: mm-hmm. and yeah I think despite everything that we said about like fandoms and everything like I don't think there should be any shame or um negative connotation about being a k-pop fan because I know I think like we mentioned if you say that you're into K-pop, I think people sometimes assume that you're like this like really intense person, but mm. like don't let any of that like deter, um, you, deter you from just like checking it out as well. So no. that's what I would say about that. That's <laughs> well, for all ages.
1: Yeah, I think that's another thing. It's like everyone thinks that a K-pop fan is like a 13-year-old girl. Mm. And that's a whole nother. In certain ways, I feel like, it relates to, like, how people, like, society's sexism, the interests of, like, young girls or, like, girls in general is often, like, like, you know how with the Beatles, they're, like, respected now, right? Mm -hmm. But, like, in the past when the Beatles were, like, like, they're playing and they're popular, like, because they had a female following, Mm. their music wasn't respected because Mm -hmm. it was, like, oh, like, this is, like this yeah. is just like for you know girls or whatever right so like this perception of like bts like only has like teenage girl fans and therefore their music is not good mm-hmm. like a huge thing
0: yeah no like i think that's such a, an important like idea that i hadn't really thought about either i think there is still despite like k-pop being so big there's still like there's still something to it you know if you say that you like k-pop and yeah that the idea of like what the fandom is i think makes me like and it's like from these like really harmful ideas like you said like sexism or just like racism with asian culture do you gender roles too Gender like the
1: way that they look i feel like also
0: the feminism of the male k-pop yeah the male idols well, my male idols yeah like we didn't even talk about that but i think that's something that i like really appreciated too with how like the male idols like they wear a lot of makeup and they like um they take care of themselves yeah take care of themselves and like you know they wear fashionable clothes and experiment
1: with style
0: mm-hmm And I think that's something that's, like, really, really cool, and it's valuable to also engage with as well, which is also something that I appreciate about K-pop. So, like, Mm -hmm. with any industry, there's going to be things that are, like, really awful, but also really, really beautiful, too. So, So that's just to say, like, there's a lot going on with the industry, but at its base, it's just music and... I think there's a lot of context that is important to understand. Um, but I think it's about appreciating music and dance and connecting with people as well. So,
1: well, <laughs> I'd just like to say thanks, Angela, for having me on this wonderful podcast. I'm very excited for the other episodes and to learn about new things.
0: No, thank you, Vicky, Hi. for coming on. Yeah. Um, You're welcome. <laughs> yeah i really appreciate you coming on and this is like something i like um we talk about a lot in our own conversations Mm -hmm. and like Mm -hmm. yeah i appreciate that we have like conversations besides just like oh my god jimmy's so hot so (laughs) (laughs) i feel like
1: we went through that before we went through that like too old we're like okay i just said k-pop has no age limit I, I just feel like my soul is tired. So it's hard to <laughs> <laughs> put so much effort into it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I don't have as much energy as when I was a young and love the music, but uh, I'm not going to be like staying up until 5 a.m. to listen to a
0: comeback. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was, or streaming Thursday oh, yeah. over night over again.
1: Oh.
0: But yeah, no, this is super fun. And Anyone listening, please let me know. Please let me know if you check out any of the songs or anything, because um, this is still something that I really do love. So
1: yeah, or if you are already into K-pop or K- Korean music, let us know what you listen to. Yeah,
0: yeah. Let us know what you listen to or any of your thoughts or anything like that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, thank you so much, and Woo! tune in next time to another episode.